The following is a hoop ball presentation. It's the box score breakdown today, Sunday, the twenty seventh of December, twenty twenty. Hey, I'm your host, Scotty. You can find me on Twitter at the Harlander 23 Mr. J, he's not here today, but you can normally find him on Twitter. And Mr. Jolly of Sydney, a ton of injuries starting to creep in. Cat looks like he's gone for the best part of a month. Uh, Kevin Love's re-injured his calf, so who knows what's going to happen there. Spencer Dinwiddie disappeared today with a knee injury. PJ Washington with an ankle injury today. And that is already adding to Clay being out for the entire year, Derek White being out for probably at least a couple more weeks, and Cody Zeller, of course, broke his hand in the first one. And another one who I'm going to mention, but it's probably very good that we've got him here to talk about it. He is the host of the Clippers podcast on the HoopBall Network, and we are, of course, presented by HoopBall, and we'll talk about them in just a minute. You can find... My guest today on Twitter at BD Marcus, Brandon. G'day, mate. Good day. And I have a question for you, Scotty. How yeah, hard cool. is it? How hard is it to remember the day? Because you are in Monday and you're talking about Sunday. It's it's very hard. <laughs> I've got to be absolutely focused and switched on to remember it. <laughs> it's impressive. I think there's a couple of times I've stuffed up and I know when I um, upload the the show, I've got to try and remember and put in Sunday's date and all that sort of stuff. So it's absolutely crazy. But hey, look, how you been? How was your Christmas? Christmas was good. Um, it's always a time around here where I just keep working and get that time and a half. So that's always nice. Um, things Things go as normal. Lots of basketball is back, which is always nice to be able to watch. And, you know, I can't complain except for the fact that uh, my team decided not to show up. They had a little bit too much eggnog. <laughs> we'll get to those guys in just a second. But since you are the host of the Clippers podcast on the Hoopball Network, let's have a quick chat with injuries and Kawhi. He copped mm-hmm. an elbow to the jaw from Serge Ibaka yesterday, went down Eight stitches, I believe. What's the latest? What have you heard? I think it's a day-to-day situation. I, I think the positive is that he was questionable up until about a couple hours before game time. So that's definitely a positive that he wasn't ruled out right away. So that means that you can probably rule out a concussion and anything serious because it really did look bad when it happened. You thought maybe, I mean, the way he went down with his leg just kind of giving out. It looked really awkward, and knowing Kawhi and the injuries he's had, the last thing you want to do is have him go down the way he did. But I think it is a day-to-day situation. I think the Clippers were playing it uh, safe with him. We'll see if he plays next game. But long-term, I don't think it's anything to worry about. And that's a great move to segue into the first game. Since we have you on, let's talk about the Clippers and the Mavs. And the Mavs destroying the Clippers 124 to 73. It was 77 to 27 at halftime. And ESPN Stats and Info tweeted out that that is the biggest deficit since the, well, in the shot clock era, which is since 54-55. Wow, that's absolutely crazy. Uh, For the Mavs, 
Luca, the star, 20, almost 26 minutes, 24 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, flirted with that triple-double, had one steal as well, shot eight from 18 from the floor, missed all five shots from deep and eight from nine from the foul line, which seems to be he's improved that part of his game. Only two turnovers as well, so it's not terrible if you have him in nine cat. We'll look at Josh Richardson as well, who in 26 minutes got 21 points, three rebounds, two assists, one steal, eight from 13 from the floor, and, well, that's 61% field goal percentage. He got four from eight from deep as well. Josh Richardson, Luka Doncic, uh, what did you make of those guys in particular for the Mavs this morning? Listen, with Luca, the free throw shooting is something that has been an issue for him. And he's going to get high volume because just of his ability to get to the rack. And if he's able to increase his free throw percentage to something that's reasonable, considering that he is already someone that was taken in the first round, he immediately vaults into the top three, top four conversation. If you have him, hitting his free throws. And I don't expect him to be hitting threes with a high percentage. He's never been a good three point shooter. I mean, that was really the rap on him. I I don't remember the exact percentage last year, but I want to say he was around 30% from deep. So he's not a great three point shooter. Bummer. Obviously, if you have him, then he was 0 for five. But that being said, you take away those five threes and he's eight for 13 from two. I mean, it just shows you his ability to get to the rack. It will got to the free throw line, converted there, and he damn near had a triple-double in just 26 minutes. So he's a beast. And Tim Hardaway Jr. had some value in this game. 23 minutes, 18 points, five rebounds, two assists, two steals, seven from 14 from the floor, four from eight from deep as well for him. So keep an eye out for him uh, if he's hanging around your waiver wire. Let's move over to the Clippers, though. And they, well, look, somewhat disappointing, but let's start with... Probably their their best player today, in my opinion, in Serge Ibaka. The reason they probably did so pathetic today was because of Serge and his stray elbow to Kwai's face. And if Kwai was there, this could be a different game. But Serge, 19 minutes, 13 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist. He also got 1 block. He got 6 from 11 from the floor. He got 0 from 4 from deep, which is unlike Serge. Uh, and then, of course, Paul George, their Superstar, 24 minutes, 15 points, two rebounds, four assists, shot four from 13 from the floor and missed all three of his shots from deep. Unlike Paul George, uh, how do you feel about those two guys and how they performed today in particular? Paul George has been great. I mean, all season long. I mean, and by all season long, I mean the first two games. He has been really good coming into today. And a weird quote after the game where he basically said that this loss is on him and that he had too much fun on Christmas with his, with whoever he celebrated with and he wasn't ready to play. And that's not really what you want to hear from a guy like Paul George. That's a max player when he needs to be relied upon with Kawhi out. Uh, but I think just chalk this one up to a bad game. You mentioned Ibaka and there was a conversation before the season, Ibaka versus Zoo. Who would be the starter? Who's the guy that's going to end up having value? And Zoo is playing a lot of minutes off the bench. And it really does seem like no matter what, Ibaka is going to hover around that 20-minute mark, which is going to be tough because he's going to have some stinkers, but he could still put up the numbers that he did today, 13-9 and in 20 minutes, a good percentage. And like you said, I mean, the 3.0 for 4 is not something you're going to be used to. He hit 2 against Denver and hit 2 against Dallas. 
So someone that's going to be valuable, definitely a nice guy to have at the end of your bench. Very surprising to see Zubot's perform as poorly as he did. He's a guy that usually has a pretty good plus minus, but he was a minus 33 in just 16 minutes, which is pathetic. Um, 10 points, two rebounds. It, chalk that one up to a bad game as well, but Zoo is still a guy I would keep my eye on. The the one thing that I want to take from this game, because there's been a lot of talk about Nick Batum and how he had a really good um, opening to the season, you got to realize that this is this guy is not the same guy that we saw several years ago. He's going to put up good numbers at times, but Marcus Morris will be back at some point. Morris will eat into all of Batum's usage. So Batum is a guy that I'm not racing out to grab on the wire. And speaking of Batum, he is one of the most added players on waiver wires, especially once uh, Kawhi Leonard went down. His numbers today, 21 minutes, 4.6 rebounds, one assist. He shot two from four from the floor and only shot one from deep. So, you know, 21 and a half minutes, only getting away four shots, uh, including one of those from deep. Yeah, that that is very much a step back to how he has performed so far in the first couple of games. And Zubac, we love that guy, but 16 minutes, 10 points, only two rebounds. And being 10 foot bloody tall, it's uh, surprising that that's all he got and no blocks as well. He shot three from four from the uh, field. He also got... Uh, four from four from the foul line. Look, before we get on to the next game, I just need to pause the show for an announcement. And it's a fun one. It's free stuff and everybody loves free stuff. What is it? The bruise letter. Oh, yes, it's back, baby. It's back and fresh for the 2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Brewski, is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else to. It's not on the website. It's not on a podcast. It's not on social media. It's only in the email newsletter. And you can sign up and get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash brewsletter. Brew like the beer or the coffee. B-R-E-W-S. Then the word letter. 2021. And sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y slash bruiseletter, 2021. Aaron Bruski, straight to your inbox. Our second game, very interesting. The Nets finally got toppled for the first time. A big third quarter from Charlotte held off a late storming Nets. 106 to Charlotte to the Nets, 104. And let's start with the winning side and Charlotte. Gordon Haywood, 35 minutes, 28.6 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal. Shot 12 from 20 from the floor, 2 from 3 from deep as well. And also, PJ Washington. Now, PJ has hurt his ankle, so it's a keep your eye out. He definitely should not be in any uh, waiver wire. He should be owned, 100% owned everywhere. And he proved that today. 34 minutes, 14 points, 12 rebounds in a double-double, five assists, two steals. He shot six from 16 from the floor, which is disappointing, but I don't think he's necessarily there for his field goal percentage. He missed two from the charity stripe. as Oh, no, missed two from deep and got two from six from the charity stripe. Definitely a, a points league favorite for today in his performance. Uh, Any of those two pique your interest, Brandon? PJ Washington. I mean, luckily, it seems to be a minor ankle sprain. And he's a guy that's having to play some center with Zeller out. And he was good last year. He was hovering around that 100 uh, level. You're wondering, should you add him? Should you drop him? And he was good for a stretch. 
14 points, 12 rebounds, five assists, two steals. I mean, that's going to fill up a box score. You mentioned the free throws, though. Two for six is not what you want to see from a guy in P.J. Washington that could end up playing some center minutes, which means he's close to the basket, likely to possibly get fouled. He is not a great free throw shooter, um, but nonetheless, someone that is going to help you in other categories because he can shoot the three ball. Like you said, he was 0 for 2 there. And it's interesting to me with this team because they're not deep, Scotty. I mean, that's one thing that is really interesting. It means when you don't have a deep team, you know what you're going to get fantasy-wise, which is really good to see. I mean, Scary Terry, a guy that everybody's saying, well, it doesn't matter. He's going to end up being replaced by Ball. Eh, Not so fast. Not so fast, especially if Charlotte's winning games like this against a Brooklyn team that was 2-0 and Charlotte was 0-2. And Terry's putting up some good numbers, 19 points, four rebounds, five assists, seven of 14 from the field. That's now two games where he shot over 50%. Of course, he had that game where he put up 42 points, and he was great in that one. But I think the surprise for me so far is that Gordon Hayward has been as good as he has. I mean, we knew that he was going to get the usage. We knew he was great in Utah when he got the usage. He was not good in Boston. But my biggest worry was his health. And so far, I mean, you play 36 minutes, and you put up the numbers that he did. He's a guy that has a chance to end up top 30 if he stays healthy. And that's massive value. And another guy that has played uh, fairly well up and down when it comes to Charlotte was probably their star from last year. Devontae Graham in 35 minutes. He got 13 points, eight rebounds, three assists, two steals, and shot three from nine from deep. Anyone who makes nine-ish temps from deep, hopefully with that volume he's going to at least convert uh, a little bit more than three, but he's at least moving forward. Let's go to the Brooklyn side of things, and let's start with KD and Kyrie. They had an interesting day today. Uh, KD, 36 minutes, 29 points, three rebounds, four assists, and a block. Uh, nine from 15 from the floor and five from seven from deep. That's sort of what we like to see. But miss th- uh, got six from nine from the charity stripe. So missed three there, which is unlike KD. Kyrie got 36 minutes as well. Uh, 25 points, three rebounds, six assists, one steal, 10 from 17 from the floor, three from eight from deep, got his only two from the charity stripe. Those two just continue to keep getting better and better. Yeah, they're good, man. Uh, And I want to ask you a question. I'm curious to get your take because I'm someone that drafted Kyrie Irving. And obviously, I love what I'm seeing so far. I mean, the guy is shooting 50% plus every single game. He's looked unbelievable. Would you ride him out and just hope that he stays healthy? Or would you try and trade him? Because I think it's tough for people that own him. Because if you trade him and he stays healthy, I mean, that's a total punch to the gut. But he's had these injury issues. What are your thoughts on Kyrie? So everyone is saying sell high, sell high, get as much value as you can because the injury is coming. I don't know. I, You know, I think if Kyrie's unhappy, you know, he spent certain points of time in, in Cleveland with LeBron where he wasn't happy because he thought he would get more of a role than what he did, even though he was, you know, really the clear number two, even with Kevin Love there. And I think the minute you get a niggling injury at that point, you want to go, bugger, I'm going to sit, I'm going to relax, it's not worth me you know, hurting my stuff. Where I think it is clearly a 1A, 1B with KD and Kyrie. I don't think it's anyone's team in particular. And I think he loves it. I think he loves 
what they're doing. I think Steve Nash is great for Kyrie. I'm all, I'm I'm very, it's hard. I'm on the fence, but I'm leaning towards the keeping Kyrie because I think he can keep this up. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I think it would hurt more to get rid of him and see him continue to put up these top five, top 10 numbers. And if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. Um, it's hard. You can't just predict injuries. I mean, some players you can, but if he's going to play the way he's going to play, he's a guy that I want to keep. I mean, it really does seem like this is a team that obviously is top heavy with, with Durant and Kyrie, but you have other guys. I mean, Dinwiddie is hurt. So the question is who replaces him? And, and I don't really think there is somebody fantasy wise. You can go out and grab I mean, Karis Levert is already owned by a bunch of teams. He didn't shoot very well today. Four of 12. Uh, two of seven from deep, but he's a guy that is going to put up numbers. His percentages have always been a problem, and he does turn over the basketball. Didn't have any today, but he's a guy that's going to put up numbers. And of course, Jared Allen is a guy that is just going to continue to put up rebounds and get you blocks with good percentages. So I like Allen. DeAndre Jordan doesn't do it as much for me. At some point, they're going to put Allen, you would think, in the starting lineup. But still, I mean, Allen played more minutes than DJ today, so it really doesn't matter that he's not starting. Yeah, he did. And he played 25 minutes, got 8 points, 14 rebounds, uh, 14, uh, sorry, 8 points, 14 rebounds, 1 assist. He got a block as well, got 1 from 2 from the floor, didn't try any from deep. But that that just shows you that, that a bit of faith now is starting to come into Jared Allen playing. Karis LeVert, absolutely. If he's sitting on your bench, I'd start, if Dinwiddie's out for any period of time, start whacking him in your lineup. 25 minutes, 10 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 1 block as well. And Spencer Dinwiddie only got 15 minutes because of this knee injury in that 15 minutes. 5 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Maybe someone you could go and buy low on. As a bit of insurance, especially if you are a Kyrie owner. Let's have a look at our third game for the day. The Magic get the double in back-to-back days over Washington, 120 to 113, and a massive fourth quarter from the Magic got it done. And we'll start with those guys. And a guy who I think is really looking to be a top 30 lock here, um, the way he's playing, you know, at worst, maybe top 50, Markel Fultz. 29 minutes, 26 points, two rebounds, two assists, one steal, 11 from 21 from the floor, two from three from deep, just a mammoth effort from him. And a big game from a guy who I said the other day you should keep an eye on as a possible streamer, Terrence Ross, 30 minutes, 26 points, one rebound, one steal. He got seven from 15 from the floor, but four from seven from deep. Markel Fultz, do you think he's going to continue this form, Brandon? He's been good, and he was the number one pick for a reason. He's a really good player. But something that's interesting about him, his numbers obviously looked good today. 26 points, 11 of 21 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3. So the shot is there. But he didn't do a whole lot else. He had one steal, a couple of turnovers. If I were to ask you where you thought he was in a per-game basis, you would probably say top 50, right? He's actually at 81 right now. So he's a guy that may be worth trading if you have him because of this hot start. He's a good player. There's no doubt about it. But that being said, a guy that's going to turn over the basketball and is not going to give you a ton from three, doesn't rebound a whole lot. He's a guy that I'm I'm okay trading away. But that being said, there definitely is talent there. 
And Nikola Vucevic in 28 minutes for the Vooch. 15 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. Shone 5 from 11 from the floor and 1 from 4 from deep. If he continues to add the threes, that's certainly going to boost up his numbers. Only if, though, he doesn't start shooting them a high volume and starts to miss them. Let's have a look at the Washington side and Bradley Beal. Uh, Westbrook sat today. Uh, so that sort of made it Bradley Beal's team and, and all by himself. He got 39 minutes, uh, 29 points, five rebounds, seven assists and a block. Shot 10 from 29 from the floor. Missed all seven shots from deep for Bradley Beal. And another interesting guy, Raul Neto, who came in for the point guard since Westbrook sat in 32 minutes, 22 points, four rebounds, five assists, three steals, shot 10 from 17 from the floor, two from eight from deep. So high uh, high amount of volume from three from those two. I wouldn't expect you to think Neto is much value moving forward, but that's the first sign we've seen Bradley Beal this year without Russell Westbrook. Westbrook not injured, just sitting a back-to-back. How do you think he will continue to go with and without Westbrook. It's interesting because Beal actually shot way better with Westbrook. And I think that makes a lot of sense because instead of Beal having to do it all, Westbrook is getting him good looks. He's attracting attention on the offensive end. Beal shot over 50% in the first two games without Westbrook. Then he goes 10 for 29 today without a three. Nonetheless, Beal's the guy that's going to fill up the book. I mean, 29 points, five rebounds, seven assists today with a block. Didn't have a steal after getting six in the first two games. Love what I'm seeing from Bradley Beal so far. And the guy that I want to discuss is Thomas Bryant. He's a guy that I've been high on for a couple of years. He was great in the bubble. So to see him put up the numbers that he did, as long as he stays healthy, which is the big if, he's going to be a really good fantasy asset. He shoots the ball well. He was 0 for 2 from deep today, but he is a guy that can shoot the three ball. And a guy that can get you five assists at the center position is incredibly valuable. He also got 16 points, seven rebounds, one steal, and a block to go with that. Game number four. The big one for, well, kind of one of the big ones for the day, the San Antonio Spurs, 95, got beaten by the New Orleans Pelicans, 98. The Pelicans held off a late run from the Spurs, and we'll start on San Antonio's side of things. And Keldon Johnson a hot name to pick up from game one when they saw Pop going to start him. And he got 30 minutes, a double-double, 14 points, 11 rebounds, five assists, one steal and two blocks, shot 50% from the floor, two from five from deep as well. An interesting name. Uh, if you haven't got him, go and get him. And another one who, you know, uh, wound back the clock a little bit today, Rudy Gay. In 28 minutes, got 22 points, six rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks. You love it when they fill up the stat box like that. Shot nine from 20 from the floor, two from eight from deep as well. Uh, I I dare say Rudy Gay is probably not on your radar, but Keldon Johnson, an interesting name. Yeah, Rudy Gay is someone that floats on and off the waiver wire. He has for a couple of years, and it's because of the numbers that he put up today with his ability to get two steals and two blocks. Those are always sexy when you have that 22 points, nine of 20 from the field. He's good. Uh, one thing to watch is if pop continues to play small and how many minutes Rudy Gay gets. Cause if he continues to get the minutes that he got tonight, he's absolutely valuable. But like you said, I mean, Keldon Johnson, he's a guy that was a surprise starter in game number one. And he has really run with that job. 
and to get a double-double, get two blocks, to shoot the ball the the way he does, a couple of threes, shot the free throws well, two of two from the free throw line. I mean, he's been really good so far, and you can't ask for much else. He's not going to be a huge scorer, but to average 14 points in your first three ball games and get seven rebounds and a couple of threes here and there, he's a really good asset. And the one thing to watch for sure is when Derek White returns, what happens to guys like Kelvin Johnson? Because Derek White, let's not forget, he's someone that had a lot of hype coming into this season. And there's a lot of mouths to feed with Murray and DeRozan and Johnson and White, Rudy Gay, LaMarcus Aldridge, who has really been a pain in my backside so far to start this season. The 20 minutes is not good. It's not good to see. And it's really rare when you have a guy like Aldridge that you give him a very short leash. I'm giving this guy two to three weeks to figure it out. And if not, it's very possible he ends up on the wire. But he's a very elite shot blocker. And so just that in itself is a reason to keep him um, on your roster. But it's something to watch because he's getting older. He's shooting more threes, which may not be good for him. Maybe if you're looking at a trade, have him as a second player in a trade just to try yeah. and, uh, you know, upgrade in that part. DeJounte Murray, uh, look, did okay. 31 minutes, 13.7 rebounds, three assists and two steals. Shot six from nine from the floor, one from three from deep. He's been playing really good, but that, as we said yesterday, how will he continue to go when uh, Derek White comes back? It's very much a watch this space. And a guy who I'm about to talk to for the first time, a trendy name in the offseason, early on in drafts, Jakob uh yeah. 23 minutes, eight points, eight rebounds, and two blocks. Four from six from the field. Didn't shoot any from deep. And let's have a look at the New Orleans Pelicans side. And... Brandon Ingram was the man who shined today. Thirty-five he's minutes. He's a beast. 20, he, well, he—he's not quite Zion Beasley, but he was today. Uh, Thirty-five minutes, twenty-eight points, eleven rebounds, six assists, and a block. Nine from twenty-three from the floor. You'd like to see a better percentage with that volume as high as what it was. And two from five from deep. Certainly the star for the Pelicans. And then, of course. The man we call the beast normally, Zion, in 38 minutes, 18 points, 11 rebounds, five steals, extremely tasty, and a block as well. Seven from 22 from the floor. We don't like to see that. He also shot four from seven from the charity stripe. Back to the good old Zion with his free throws. Those two guys look pretty good. Zion ended up on his backside, though, from DeMar DeRozan blocking him out, which was rather interesting. But Brandon Ingram, you called him a beast. Uh, how do you feel about his value? He He's an easy top 20, top 30 guy this season if he continues to play at this level. I mean, the field goal percentage obviously has not been great the last couple of games, but he is such a high usage guy. And you talk about short benches. And the Pelicans have a very short bench. They're only playing three guys off that bench. They're keeping it really tight with Stan Van Gundy. Ingram's going to get the ball whenever he's on the floor. Love what he's putting up numbers-wise. Zion may be a guy that is more name than actual production when it comes to Roto. But in category leagues, he'll hurt you a little bit the free throw line. But a guy that can get you five steals in a game, get you a double-double, and get you a block or two 
Zion's a really good ball player to have. And uh, I think the guy that stands out for me, because obviously Ingram and Zion are, are good, and there's a reason why they were drafted as high as they were. Lonzo Ball, I mean, 16 points, eight rebounds, five assists, five steals, seven of 14 from the field, which is really important for a guy that frankly cannot shoot one of five from three. But Ball is a guy that we were waiting to have that really breakout game. And he had it tonight. And talking about that short bench, they had a seven-man rotation the other day. They've gone to an eight-man rotation today. And Josh Hart, off the bench, played 33 minutes with a double-double, 12 points and 10 rebounds. That's it. That's all he got. He got one from deep as well. Uh, Shot three from six from the floor, one from two from deep. Josh Hart's another interesting name if he's floating out there. I'd very much, especially with this short rotation, be rushing to pick him up if he is even out there. He probably shouldn't be if uh, that is the case. Let's look at game five and look at the very hot, now 3-0 and Cleveland Cavs giving it to the 76ers. Uh, 76 is 94, the Cavs 118, and the Cavs were just dominant from the outset. We'll have a look at Philly, and Tobias Harris has been slowly getting used to his role in Philadelphia. He got 16 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, shot 5 from 10 from the floor, got 4 from 6 from deep in 28 minutes. There was no Embiid, and Ben Simmons did okay too. 28 minutes, 15.6 rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks, five from eight from the floor, didn't try one from deep, five from seven from the charity stripe. Let's talk Philly. Old man squad Tobias Harris starting to feel a little at home. Yeah, we were waiting for this line. I mean, if you were able to buy low early on, good on you. Tobias is a guy that usually ends up in that top 40, top 50 range easily. And he did really well under Doc Rivers. He's going to get high usage in the games that Embiid is not there. He's put up 16 points today. What he does and what you have him for is his ability to contribute all over the place. He's a really good three-point shooter, shoots the free throws really well, gets you rebounds, gets you assists, gets you steals, a block here and there at times. And on the Cavs side, uh, Andre Drummond. Massive value today, 25 points, especially if you had him in DFS, 25 points, 14, uh, 24 points, 14 rebounds, three assists, three steals, two blocks in 25 minutes, 11 from 18 from the floor, uh, only two from four from the charity stripe, but that was interesting. And Colin Sexton continues to feel very much at home in that backcourt for the Cavs, 29 minutes, 22 points, three rebounds, three assists, and a steal to go with it. Eight from 15 from the floor, one from two from deep, five from six from the charity stripe. Mate, Drummond uh, looked red hot today, especially with Kevin Love being gone uh, early on with his calf injury. Yeah, I think a lot of this had to do with Embiid being out for Philadelphia, so a game that Drummond should take advantage of. And he put up these numbers last year. I mean, he really was this good with Detroit last year, and his ability to rack up steals and blocks from the center position, along with those obviously tasty point rebound totals. He's not a guy that's going to shoot free throws well, but normally his field goal percentage is decent and a great game from him, no doubt about that. I mean, this is why you got him. And the guards have been great so far. I mean, especially Darius Garland. But 
all those guys being said, I, I want to talk about Larry Nance because if Kevin Love is indeed out for any period of time, Larry Nance immediately becomes a top 75 guy and his ability to fill up the stat sheet, steals, blocks, points, rebounds, assists, great percentages. He shoots the three ball well. So I, I like Nance a lot. If he's available on your wire, I'd go grab him. And we saw that in the first game, no Kevin Love. Larry Nance was the shining light, that beacon for the Cavs. And then nada, nothing when Kevin Love come back in. So now that Kevin Love could be out, very much an opportunity for Larry Nance. 35 minutes, he got 13 points, four rebounds, five assists and two steals. He got three from deep as well. Fills up that stat box fairly nicely. Support for the box score breakdown is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. And big news, the Manscaped have just uh, just released their new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over at all times. Who knew smelling good? could feel this good too with the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas. This cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. Light, approachable, gentlemanly in all the right ways. Think of it as your wingman for the night to keep you fresh and ready for anything. It is uh, a 50ml spray cologne that is hypoallergenic, cruelty-free, dye-free, paraben-free, and 100% vegan. And a beautifully designed glass bottle makes a statement and the manly scent is attractive to set the mood. Also be sure to check out the Perfect Package 3.0 with all the essentials for your below-the-waist grooming, including the Lawnmower 3.0. And you can use the new Manscaped Refined Cologne to complete your set and smell great anywhere, anytime. Get 20% off with free shipping at uh, with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code HOOPBALL20. Look good, smell good, smell smell good, smell good, and feel good with Manscaped. Your balls and your body will thank you. Let's have a look at game number six, the Buccaneers and the Knicks. And the Knicks, 130 over the Bucks, 110, a massive second quarter to hold the lead. But we'll start with the Bucks side. And I think people are a little bit surprised that the Bucks were done over here. But we'll check them out to start with. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, 32 minutes, 27 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists and 3 steals. Shot 9 from 15 from the floor, 1 from 5 from deep. So at least he's... Whacked a three in there and Cash Money Middleton, or Socks as Mr. J likes to call him, 32 minutes, 22 points, four rebounds, five assists. He got eight from 18 from the floor, one from six from deep as well. And if I can circle back to Giannis, his uh, shots from the charity stripe, eight from 13, which is a little disappointing for those two in the Bobby Portis revenge game. He's been really bad from the free throw line, Giannis. I mean, right now, in a per-game basis, he's at 155. Now, if you get rid of free throw percentage, it's a whole different story. So if you're playing 9-cat and you have Giannis, you're tanking free throw percentage. I mean, it's as simple as that. He is really bad from the free throw line. There was hope that he was going to be able to get back to the 70% plus mark this season after shooting 63% last year. So far, that does not seem to be the case. But if you are playing 8-cat, fine. If you're tanking turnovers, fine. If you have Giannis and you're not taking turnovers, 
turn your team into taking turnovers because I mean, sorry, taking free throw percentage because he's just been that bad. And on the New York Knicks side of things, Julius Randle continues to be a solid, solid fantasy option, especially being the number one player on the Knicks in a Tibbs lineup. Uh, in fact, a 37 minutes, 29 points, 14 rebounds, seven assists and a block. Shot eight from 17 from the four floor, three from five from deep, 10 from 11 from the foul line, Julius Randle. And Alfred Payton decided to show out a bit today. 29 minutes, 27 points, three rebounds, seven assists and a steal. Shot 12 from 16 from the floor, three from three from deep as well. Any of those guys interest you? Randall. I mean, that's someone that when he was with the Lakers and he had those big games, you knew he was capable of it. And, and now that he's getting the rock, I mean, he was great with the Pelicans at times. And he's going to be the focus of this offense. I mean, this team is not good. He's going to be the focus of this offense. You worry if he's going to have a lot of shots, if maybe that'll impact his field goal percentage. And RJ Barrett was somewhat useful today. Uh, he started yeah. off you know, blazing hot in that first game and then very disappointing yesterday. Uh, he 38 minutes today, 17 points, eight rebounds, four assists and a steal. Missed all four shots from deep though and only seven from 17 from the floor. Game number seven, the Celtics and the Indiana Pacers. The Celtics, 107, the Pacers, 108. Sabonis with the layup with eight seconds to go for the win. Boston had a chance in an attempt with, you know, a couple of seconds to go from three. That missed. We'll start on the Boston side right now. And Jason Tatum with a double-double, 35 minutes, 25 points, 11 rebounds, five assists, and a block to go with nine from 21 from the floor, three from nine from deep, and shot all four of his shots from the uh, charity strop made them. And Marcus Smart finally starting to warm up a little bit. 31 minutes, 11 points, Three rebounds, six assists, two steals, four from eight from the floor, two from four from deep, and only got one of his two shots from the foul line. Uh, Any of the, well, obviously Tatum, massive, uh, especially people getting him late in the first, early in the second. But Marcus Smart, slow start, starting to warm up a little. Yeah, I have Tatum and I have Smart on my team. And Smart's a guy that I have. And on the Pacers side, it was our man Sabonis, the boner again. But if he's going to put the percentages, they did four of eight in the field and hit a couple of threes as well. For Jamonis Sabonis, eight from um, 18 from the floor, two from four from deep, one from three from the charity stripe. And Malcolm Brogdon with no Victor Oladipo today showed up a little, which I guess we'd expect. 36 minutes, 25 points, five rebounds, five assists and two steals to go with uh, two from seven from deep. He also shot 11 from 20 from the floor. How do you feel about the paces and, and how things have started with those guys? I mean, Sabonis has been great when you look at every category except for turnovers and free throw percentage. I mean, he's a guy that's probably winning you several categories on his own. I mean, to have one triple-double 
and to have two double doubles, just the numbers he's put up have been unbelievable. But the free so hang on, bad. can I can I just jump in there? So you're saying yeah. that if you took Christian Wood and Lamarcus Aldridge in a draft and passed <laughs> over Sabonis, uh, Mr. Jolly is a stupid, stupid man. Yeah, yeah, pretty stupid. Uh, I would say especially stupid for LaMarcus Aldridge. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge looks like he's uh, going on 90 years old here. I mean, it is to only play 20 minutes when you have Sabonis who played 41. And frankly, why would you draft a guy in Aldridge when you can have someone that you can name your team something to do with Boner? I mean, come on. <laughs> Uh, and we look at TJ Warren, who's done pretty good. 37 minutes, 17 points, five rebounds, one assist, and a steal. Uh, also missed his only shot from deep uh, with Victor out. And Miles Turner, 29 minutes, 10.7 rebounds, two steals, and five very, very, as to use Brandon's word, sexy blocks. That is very nice. That'll win you a day or two. Uh, that is three from 10 from the floor as well and missed all four shots from deep for Miles Turner, though. Uh, very interesting uh, stat line for those two. If you like a bit of a flutter, a bet, jump onto mybookie.ag. Those guys are absolutely awesome at this point of uh, at this time of year it's the right time to get some skin in the game they've got odds boosts lining deals and free bets and they await all season long and with the NFL playoffs right around the corner we know who's going to be in those uh, you know playoffs we know what they're capable of it's not difficult to find some value in the lines that they set whether you're a first time customer or been playing my bookie for years there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines unique prop bets contests that they offer every single week sign up or get reloaded today find an edge make your bet and get Paid with cash. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. The best part is their doors never close. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use the promo code HOOPBALL to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. Put in 200 they'll match you with another 100 smackaroos in your account. So if you're already planning to bet this season, it's free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie. So come in, join on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. And please gamble responsibly. We have three more games to try and pump through. Woo. All right. Chicago and Golden State. Golden State got a three-pointer a, a three pointer from Lee with two seconds to go to clinch it, 129 to 128. And don't get excited, Bulls fans, because the Golden State Warriors aren't a great side. But we'll start with those guys, and it seemed to be a little bit of a return for Steph Curry. 36 minutes, 36 points, two rebounds, six assists, two steals, two blocks, 11 from 25 from the floor for 44%. Still a little bit lower than what we expected, but it's somewhat better than what it has been. And five from 15 from deep for Steph Curry. And Kelly Oubre seemed to have made a little bit of a comeback. 30 minutes, eight points, 11 rebounds. Uh, sorry, 30 minutes, eight points, 11 rebounds. That's right. Full steals. Uh, three from 16 from the floor for a paltry 18%, which I think that's becoming who he is. And a zero from six from deep as well for Kelly Oubre. But I guess Curry and a bit of a resurgence is, you know, what's on everyone's mind with this game. Yeah. Yeah, they're waiting for it. I mean, everyone was worried, okay, he's not the same Curry, 
but he had a Curry-like game today. If you drafted him with a top five pick, numbers like tonight's, where he gets five threes, nine of nine from the free throw line, a couple of steals, a couple of blocks, six assists, 36 points. I mean, that's exactly what you want to see. The the one thing that really has been disappointing and is Kelly Oubre and how bad he has been to start the season. I mean, three of 16, Oubre just cannot buy a bucket. I mean, you look at his three games so far, Scotty, and three of 14, one of 10, three of 16. I mean, I, I don't know if you could do math that quickly, but seven of 40 from the field, that is trash. That is he bad. is a buy low candidate. He's going to get the opportunity. They need him to put up shots. No Clay Thompson. Someone needs to. He had four steals in today's game, so it shows you the ability that he has to put a really good line together if he does make shots. You look at what he can do from three, add in the points, rebounds, steals, a block shot or two. He's a guy that I want to buy low right now. And and uh, Chris out for the year with a broken fibula, I think it was. So that will open the door for uh, Pashal and those big guys to, you know, take some more minutes. James Wiseman, seven points, three rebounds, uh, one steal and a block. Uh, Andrew Wiggins did okay today, though. 36 minutes, 19 points, nine rebounds, flirted with that double-double with four, a steal, uh, four assists and a block to go with two from three from deep, six from 15 from the line. We look at Chicago, and someone finally told Wendell Carter Jr. the season has started. 31 minutes, 22 points, 13 rebounds. There's the Wendell we hoped for as Bulls fans. He also got four assists, uh, one from two from deep as well, eight from nine from the floor, five from eight, though, from the charity stripe. And then Zach Levine, took control of the Chicago team anyway, as he should. 35 minutes, 33.7 rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks. That'll win you some leagues today. Uh, 11 from 23 from the floor, four from 12 from deep, seven from nine from the foul line. How do you like it that uh, Wendell's finally woken up? Well, I mean, all the hype guys for the Bulls finally came through today, and you mentioned Wendell Carter, and Today's line is what you are expecting from him and hoping from him. I think it's more reasonable to have something in between the couple of games he had in the last two. I mean, back-to-back nights, he goes 9-6 and six and then 22-13. and 13. I think it's more likely to maybe have a 15-9 and nine game. And if he can get you a couple of blocks with that, very reasonable. He has not shot the ball well before tonight two for 10 last night two for five the night bef- uh, a couple of days before that so good to see tonight he goes eight of nine from the field and, and he's a guy that if you drafted you're glad that he finally came through but I'll, I'll admit i'm not a guy that's in on wendell carter jr i don't really like what chicago's doing um i love zach levine apart from levine there's no one that really tickles my fancy on that team Although Laurie Marketing continues his solid start to the season, 29 minutes, 23 yeah. points, seven rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, seven from 13 from the four, four from seven from deep has some value. So maybe hold tight with him. And of course, Kobe White, 35 minutes, 20.7 rebounds, five assists, had a slow start to the game, but picked it up and got eight from 19 from the floor, four from nine from deep. Although I am very much aware, Billy Donovan, not too impressed with how 
White has started the game. Our second last game, though, the Phoenix Suns, 116, got revenge on yesterday's game for the Sacramento Kings, 100. And we'll start with the Kings. And Tyrese Halliburton showed up a little bit today in 26 minutes, got 15 points, got a rebound and six assists to go with five from seven from the floor, three from four from deep. He's one to certainly keep your eye on if he continues to get high minutes. Buddy Heald as well, 34 minutes, 17 points, three assists, a steal and a block and three from nine from downtown. Those two, either of them tickle your fancy? Here's something that's interesting with Halliburton is that he's getting a lot of minutes, 30 minutes in the first game, 26 the next, 27 the next after that. He's a guy that's getting assists. He's going to get you points. Not a guy that's going to end up top 50. I mean, that's, he's not a guy that's going to be incredible, but a great end of bench guy. If he's on your waiver wire, you probably have someone that you can cut for him. Definitely someone that I would keep an eye on. Uh, the one thing with Sacramento is that Rashawn Holmes is someone that led a lot of teams to the promised land last year and everyone was excited about him until Whiteside came into town. Whiteside only played 10 minutes today. Holmes played 25. If he plays 25 minutes, he's a top 75 guy, eight points, 11 rebounds, two steals and a block. He's a guy that I would go ahead and go buy low on. And also uh, I owned De'Aaron Fox last year, did not like owning De'Aaron Fox, said I would not own De'Aaron Fox and games like today are why. Four of 12 from the field, five turnovers, four of six in the free throw line. He's a guy that I just don't like owning, and it's because he really can hurt you in those percentages and turnovers. And a guy who we said yesterday when someone asked if they should drop Marvin Bagley, don't do it. 27, point, uh, 27 minutes, 11 points, eight rebounds, an assist and a steal to go with one from two from deep as well. So hold on to him. On the Phoenix side, let's have a look at DeAndre Ayton, who come out with a double-double in 29 minutes today. 11 points, 15 rebounds is what we expect Four steals to go with that as well. Shot five from 11 from the floor, one from two from deep. Interestingly, didn't get to the charity stripe though. And Mr. J's favorite Swiss Army knife, McCall Bridges, 36 minutes, 22.7 rebounds and assist and a block. Nine from 15 from the floor, four from eight from deep is uh, very, very interesting. Uh, Some other names, campaign found out in 19 minutes, something that uh, is probably (laughs) things that, that, you know, you're not expected to foul out, not in 19 minutes anyway. Uh, Cameron Johnson got some points today in 21 minutes. He got 21 points, a rebound, an assist and a steal, and he got three from four from deep. Devin Booker in 35 minutes got 20 points, five rebounds, five assists, two steals and a block. Filled up that stat sheet along with one for six from deep and CP3. Settling in nicely when you've got 12 assists. Okay, taking some of those assists away from Booker, but that's okay because in 27 minutes, eight points, four rebounds to go with those 12 assists, four from 10 from the floor and missing both his deep shots. Uh, Phoenix. Any of those names flash out at you, Brandon? Um, with the Jolly Man, I, I love Bridges. I, I really do. And it, what's interesting about him so far is he's got six blocks this season, only one steal. But he's a guy that gets you elite steals, and, and those are going to come. Those are absolutely going to come. 
And what you got to love is in two of his three games, he's played 36 minutes. So as long as he's on the floor and he's with guys like CP3, he's going to get open looks. He already has nine threes this season. You add a guy that can shoot the three ball along with racking up blocks and steals and getting you rebounds and points. And and you have a guy that is someone that you're going to want to own all season long. And I really love Bridges. And we'll see what happens when Dario comes back. But Bridges is a guy that I, I think is really going to lead some teams this year to the promised land. He He's just been that good. CP3 wasn't good. I mean, eight points is not what you expect from a guy in Chris Paul. No threes. He has not been great offensively to uh, start his son's season. I expect him to be better. He did have 22 points last game to go with those 12 assists, but eight points in two of three games is not good. He'll be fine. Um, I, I think the Suns are pretty easy to predict. And let's have a look at our last game. A very dominant performance from the Lakers, 127-91 to 91 for the Timberwolves. Let's start with the T-Wolves and, of course, Cat out. Shout out to Roy from the Philippines. He's pretty active on uh, the old Twitter and Facebook as well. You can join us at Mr. Jolly and the Harlander on Facebook. Uh, We've got our group and our podcast page. Go hook into both of them. But this morning he jumped in and said, Naz Reid, watch him. He was quite useful with Cat Out last year and kind of proved that today in 27 minutes. 11 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 steals. Shot 5 from 13 from the floor uh, and 1 from 4 from deep. So keep an eye on Naz Reed And D'Lo in 20 minutes got 4 points, no rebounds, 3 assists, a steal and a block. 2 from 7 from the floor is pretty paltry. and missed his only shot from deep as well for D'Lo. Uh, the Timberwolves would be feeling a little bit uh, dejected with Cat out. Yeah, not great. And Naz is a guy that I would definitely go and add right now. If he's still on your waiver wire, go add him. I had him last year. He's really fun to own. Shoots threes, blocks shots. He's going to get you points and rebounds, and he's going to get minutes. He played 28 minutes today, and I bet you he plays even more in a game that's not a blowout like it was today. So Reed is a guy that I like. You would assume that D'Angelo Russell would have more usage in a game that doesn't have towns. And to have four points and seven turnovers along with four fouls is disgusting, but he should be better on most nights. Minnesota on a whole was not good at all, but the takeaway is that Reed is an easy pickup with Towns out. And the issue now is that Carl Anthony Towns, who was a lock to be a top three pick for many years and was thought of as someone very stable, is now gotten hurt in two straight years. So he's a guy that you may want to stay away from in future drafts. And the LA Lakers dominant without AD sitting in this back-to-back game. And let's start with Kyle Kuzma, who got the start today. 29 minutes, 20 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 very tasty blocks. Got 8 from 12 from the floor, 4 from 6 from deep as well for Kyle Kuzma to pair with LBJ. LeBron James in 26 minutes, and we thought he'd be the one to sit the back-to-backs. Uh, got 18 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and a steal. Six from 13 from the floor, one from five from deep for him. And Dennis Schroeder got 11 points in 25 minutes with four rebounds and four assists to go with it, although it very much looked like Mark Gasol's kind of game in 20 minutes. Got 12 points, seven rebounds, eight assists, and four very nice blocks, and got three from three from deep. For good old Mark Gasol, 
The other Los Angeles team, the one that you don't generally support, Brandon, very much showing up today. Yeah, they were great. And everyone knew that Kyle Kuzma would be a good guy that would get usage when Anthony Davis sat out. And he he did really well. I mean, he was tremendous today to get you those three blocks is great. And LeBron was not as good as you would hope with 80 out. I mean, 18, 9, and 5 is fine. But LeBron, don't forget, he had elite assist levels or assist numbers last year. So far, he's at five in two of his three games. He had 10 against Dallas, but five against the Clippers, five against Minnesota. You'd like to see that go up. You'd like to see his free throw percentage be better than it is and not turn over the basketball as many times as he does. He had four today. But the one thing I think we learned today is that perhaps Marcus Gasol is the guy that is an easy streamer when Anthony Davis is out. And a guy that can put up 12, 7, and 8 in four blocks in just 21 minutes is definitely someone that you might want to grab in future games when Anthony Davis isn't available. You are listening to the Box Score Breakdown. We are presented by Hoot Ball, and they have something that is very, very good. It's called the Fantasy Pass. Now that the draft season is over, you brewskied your way, 150 your way, into a hell of a team, but the season has just begun. The Fantasy Pass is still the best deal in the industry at just $4.99, and you heard Brewski the other day say that he was very upset that we were only charging five bucks a month. And now we're in the regular season. There is zero commitment. Sign up. That's all it costs. Five bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel anytime. We know you'll love it though, but it's always nice to have that option. The Fantasy Pass has everything you'll need to dominate all year round. Updating projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedule and streaming charts, pickups, drops, and our newest and coolest feature, the Hoopball Discord server, where you can all go and hang out with the Hoopball pros like Mr. J. Are you on there, Brandon? Of course. Of course. It's great talking to everybody, man, on that Discord. It's uh, it's a lot of fun giving out advice, helping people out, and also helps out me out with my own team. So I love it. Nice. And uh, all around the clock, you can talk to those guys on the Discord channel and get one-on-one help, as Brandon said. So please go check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com. Click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. Look, that's it for us. Ten games gone and done. Mr. J will be back tomorrow. Thanks for joining us yet again, Brandon. Appreciate it. Where can people find you on Twitter? Um, at BD Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S. And uh, go ahead, hit me up. I respond to pretty much everybody on Twitter. So if you've got fantasy questions, feel free to reach out. And of course, they can hear you on the Clippers podcast. Thanks to Hoopball. Yep, you got it. The Hoopball Clippers podcast at Hoopball Clips on Twitter. Just recorded an episode yesterday, thank God, before this crazy, awful loss to Dallas, but had Joey Lynn on to talk about the first two games and what we liked so far. Nice, man. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll get you back on again soon. As I said, Mr. J back on tomorrow. I'm not, so that's all right. You get a break from me. You can find me on Twitter at TheHarlander23. You can find Mr. Jolly on Twitter at Mr. Jolly of Sydney. Get us on Facebook. Like, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. We'll catch you next time. Hope you've had a good one. G'day. Thanks. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.